What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, friends. We're back again. Uh, it's my full overbooked, and I never get to use my custom-made tagline on this channel because In the Weeds is a just a different beast. But, you know, once a month, when it's special, when we figure out our lives, Kate and I come together and we say, hey, you want to go to work? And we strap on our working boots and we go to work. Joel and Kate at eight. Here's I, the thing. First of all, let the record show I was on time. Yes, I, I, I need to put that out there. Kate was very much on time. I was uh, her and I were just having a chat before we started. On that's time. All, that's Yep. Like a big girl. Okay. I just want everybody to know that my router is cooperating so far today. I might show up once a month, but when I show up, now I'm showing up on time with working internet, doing the best I can. But let's, let's be honest with the people, Joel, okay? Because we draw kind of the best on this channel. And I think that means we've earned our part-time status. <laughs> we are the special attractions. We have... Signed a fightful, overbooked Brock Lesnar-esque deal where we are just around whenever we feel like it. These streams are now going to go six minutes, just like all of his matches. <laughs> I'm going to squash Joel and we're going to get out of here. That's uh, what what is wanted from the people. So, though, sincerely, though, I'm, I'm very excited to, to hop back on here and do this because it has been a while. It's just life, man. Like, life happens. <laughs> life Especially happens. Especially on Sunday nights. <laughs> yeah. What people what are people doing on a Sunday night? What are what are you what? What are you doing? Watching wrestling? There's no wrestling. Not I mean sometimes there is. Yeah, that's fair. There is. We show hey, up more uh, than Roman Reigns. Thank do. you, Ryan Lambert. We really do. Yeah, not only do we show up more than Roman Reigns, we also tell you what channel we air on. Every yes, week we we're do. On overbooked. Not every week, but like most weeks. Because we're chills, baby. Yes, we are. That's what <laughs> we do. We get paid by nobody for this show. That's right. If there's one thing that the Joel and call it in the ring, Joel and blank called in the ring uh, template is come in banger show. No money. It's a, it's a volunteer effort. That's very successful. Uh, but if you did want to support other stuff on the channel, man, I wish there was a way to do that. Huh? Nah, there's no way. Oh, uh, maybe one or two ways. Leave a thumbs up on this video. How about we start there, okay? We'll give you the freemium version, okay? Thumbs up. That's free 99. The subscribing to the channel here on Fightful Overbook. That's free as well. Tell your friends about this. Share the link. Do the whole thing. Nobody's watching football. There's no wrestling on tonight. We are your wrestling. So tell all your friends to come and join us. Hang out with us because we don't take anything seriously. But we do take your money seriously here. Your super chats can be sent. And any amount of your question or statement written on the air. Bay, wake up. We're live. <laughs> We're live. We're here. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was funny. Um, yeah, there what? is there is uh, so many ways to support us here on Fightful Overbooked. And to what you just said, we are wrestling. So I know you we said are. like, we are your wrestling for the day, but I think Joel and Kate, we are wrestling is a great t-shirt. We should have t-shirts. This show and in the weeds... Oh. We need, we need, uh, we need logos. We need everything. We deserve it. <laughs> Joel, the shirt you have now, you got pizza on. Yes. This is one of my favorite shirts. So 
Benjamin Tull, who's a, a Montreal-based wrestler, send food pics is what it says uh, instead of the the other thing that people tend to do. That shirt, this shirt is, is one of my favorites. Ben Tull is a wrestler who is fantastic. You should support him. I do support him because Canadians support Canadians most of the time here in the wrestling service. So go ahead and do that and, and send your money because Super Chat, okay? And I was going to say you support wrestlers, but if you want to support women, you know what to do. Support my Diet Coke addiction and Kate's lack of bandwidth. My internet's been mostly all right of late. It only breaks now when Sean tries to join on Fridays. You know (laughs) that he's probably going to show up after this, uh, after his other show. Oh, brother. Yeah, he's going to talk about... Bangles, bangles, bangles. Yeah, he's going to want to talk about the Runaways. He's going to want to talk about MLW and those Fightful Select scoops. Buddy, so we... Everybody's leaving. That's the thing. Someone in the weeds, we do. We we basically end up having an MLW week whenever they have like a major event, and Mm -hmm. we've we've had Hammerstone on the show. Um, Hammerstone, who famously lost his match at at the pay per view he was there to promote and ruined my algorithm. But (laughs) we keep having MLW. We had Court Bauer on the show for Christ's sake. We've had a lot of really awesome talent show up from MLW. Selena Delorenta is another one, and uh, it's it's kind of. It's gotten me more invested in MLW as a product. I don't watch it week to week, but like I keep I keep up on it. I try to watch the uh, the, the special events that they hold on fight. But uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to see Hammerstone asking for his release, uh, Lance on Hawaii, and Juicy Finale apparently asking for, and they say being given granted. Yeah, yeah, their MLW releases. It's a, it's weird, mostly because you know, much like Impact, which you know, I cover more, um, you show up for two days of work per month, maybe three, if it's a busy taping schedule and that's it. The rest of the time you're on the Indies or you're doing whatever else. So like the, no one's expecting big money contracts. That's not what, that's not what's really going on here, but like there's an investment in talent in the case of Hammerstone where like you have a multi-year deal and it's yeah, who knows? It's just very strange to me. It is strange. I think we've heard a little bit that like they're, might be lower investment and that you still get to work a fair amount of indie dates, but they are not the most wrestler friendly contracts in that. They're not the best about buyouts for people that want to move on. Um, which I know was like a huge thing when MJF tried to go to AEW in the beginning. And we've seen in a couple of other situations, I get both sides of it. Like I get that, Alex Hammerstone is probably primed and ready to move on. And I also get, we invested all this time and equity into somebody and we don't want to let them just walk away with it. But I think realistically, if you're MLW, like you've got to accept where you are in the market a little bit and like that you're mostly going to be a a launching pad for talent to move on to other places or return place for talent that gets released. So and Hammerstone's definitely, I was stunned that WWE didn't pick him up the last time he was up for a, a contract renewal. He's like so, um, you know, I always say like if Hulk Hogan was good in the ring and jacked, like he's, <laughs> he's, he's really, really great. Um, he, I feel like fits in that ecosystem extremely well. He always gets kind of like dinged for being a body guy, but I'm like, have you seen this guy's missile drop kick? Like, He's a body guy, but he can go in the ring. Uh, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm usually on the sides of artists and wrestlers in, in situations like this. 
But I, I can understand where MLW is coming from. They're trying to reestablish some footing here and they don't want their, they don't want to build big stars and have them leave. But at the same time, that's the biz kid. And he's also not on your show right now. So he's just on the bench. So you can either let people go or you can wait out people's contracts and have them leave on bad terms, which I think is what you've been seeing. I think Lance and Juicy uh, are a little bit of a different circumstance in that they were utilized, but I think, um, you know, Hammerstone's been the name at MLW for a few years now. Uh, he obviously saw Richard Holiday move on, so kind of all of that. And they didn't really do a whole heck of a lot after his uh, title reign as well. And I'll also just say, like, part of the Fightful Select report said, he had said, like, he was burned out and... That can mean a lot of different things, but I I do always try to give credit to how physically, emotionally, and mentally demanding pro wrestling is. Like, if somebody is burned out, pushing them past their break is never leads to good results. We've seen it time and time again. So I just am a, a big believer in that, especially if he's been jacked as he is, as strong as Alex Hammerstone is, carrying the entire promotion along <laughs> through a really weird period takes a toll and who else knows what burned out can mean from a personal standpoint right so uh it's it's tough it's a it's a very um open ecosystem right now and that has mostly upside but also some some catch 22s like this so before chat goes wild i just want to clarify hammerstone has not been granted his release officially from mlw he has requested it and so far, it appears that it has not been accepted. So right. Hammerstone is still under contract to MLW. Nothing has changed there. Things can... I believe Sean said till 2025, too. Yeah, like, they're going to have to come to some agreement because he can't just sit on a bench for uh, like a year and a half or whatever. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> but uh, it's true. They, they can't. And I do think, listen... What did they say about Court for years and years? He was the wrestler whisperer. I asked him about it. He's he's talked about it in multiple, multiple interviews. He really does have a knack for being able to work with people who aren't necessarily getting along with him or getting along with the locker room, whatever it is. Like he's he's good at that. Do I believe that he could smooth things over with Hammerstone? Whatever the expectations are, sure, they can reset. That's not impossible. It just comes down to the communication and whether or not it's open and free flowing. But so yeah, don't don't go nuts. Don't don't start fantasy booking. You know, Richard Holiday and Hammerstone helping MJF, and one of them is actually the devil or whatever. Although Richard Holiday being the devil would freak some people out. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think it would go over a lot of heads. So let's not go there. But I think I, the, the devil is not nearly as muscular as Alex Hammerstone. So I don't think he's shown up there anytime soon, but you, um, how's his neck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the Neck is, health is very important. It is. It is. But then Lance on who who's been basically working pro wrestling Noah more than he's been working in yes. juicy for now, who has made a couple of appearances, but you know, it's not, it's it's apples to oranges when compared to the Hammerstone situation. So the two mentioned now that I just did, those guys are gone. They've been granted their releases according to them. Hammerstone remains with MLW. And Kate, I don't think we've ever started a show where we talked about A, Paywall, and B, MLW news? Yeah, I don't think we've talked about MLW maybe at all when we've done this in any specifics. But 
you know, part of with MLW too is it's tough because you see everybody else working together. Like there's so many cross promotional relationships right now and they're not really in on that feast and neither is NWA and they might, well, but, but from a sincere standpoint, they were idiots to put the title on Tyrus and that rain was pathetic and he's pathetic. And the circumstances around Tyrus are pretty much entirely pathetic. But if there are any two promotions that have something to gain from working with each other, it's probably those two because they are the ones that need to be lifted up the most. New Japan's working with fucking everybody. Everybody. So why you're not trying to like forge better relationships there? I don't know. Maybe maybe they were like, you know what? We're good with AEW and Impact and, and going to other places in the world whenever we want. Um, but it is like you do look at MLW and you do see some talent that have come up through there. And you look at NWA, people never believe me when I say there was a time it was good, but that's where Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Eli Drake, who's now who we're going to talk about in a little bit, Larry Aloysius Knight, Thunder Rosa. Like there was a time where it was, it was really, really good. And Zicky Dice, my God, I love Zicky. So, um, but the same thing happened and COVID, but like they bled out their their talent to to AEW. You could even make that argument with New Japan that once AEW started, they lost a lot of their marquee talent. That's probably why the well went dry there, um, to a lesser extent. But they, that's a problem that those tiers of companies are going to have to figure out a way to solve. Impact's a little different because I feel like it's the default when people's contracts are up at other places and they have such friendly deals. Um, People, people seem happy to work at Impact. Like, it seems like um, they can keep their indie dates. They're on a big enough platform that there's some security there. They're on flexible enough deals that they can exit and enter as they want to if they have enough name recognition. Like, the women's wrestling there is obviously legendarily good and stays that way. Um, so it is it is different. Like, it is it is tough when you're kind of... If we say, like... WWE and AEW are top tier. Your middle tier is New Japan Impact and ROH, and your C tier right now is NWA and MLW. Leaving uh, Mexican wrestling out of it for now. Like that's it's tough to be in the C tier. It's tough to be in the C tier and stay established in yourself. Um, and I don't know if either promotion is going to be able to figure out a way to solve it with the way the landscape is right now, but. The answer is probably working across the aisle. It usually is. Uh, MLW is doing stuff with New Japan and CMLL. They CMLL, put, I knew. I didn't know yeah. they were doing like any. I knew Rocky is a title holder, so good for Rocky yeah. Romero because he's the best. Of course, Rocky. Rocky's playing a heel in ML in MLW and a babyface everywhere else. <laughs> so it's it's the best. It's the best to watch that. But uh, yeah, they're doing some New Japan stuff. That was why uh, Minoru Suzuki came in at the last show and got a victory. So that's right. Yeah, and I think uh, I forgot mm-hmm. who he faced. Someone, someone in the chat's gonna remind me, but I forgot. Either way, it was it was a surprising victory for uh, for Suzuki at the uh, the last MLW big fight show. So that was good. Uh, that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was good stuff. And yeah, absolutely. Tyrus being the NWA World Heavyweight Champion absolutely messed up everything. <laughs> so yeah. it's Billy. Billy knows, but Billy will never admit it. I mean, we like literally stopped covering them here for a while, didn't we? Like, sincerely, yeah, we, it was, yeah. what were we gonna, like, there's no need to give that guy an additional platform with 
the not even allegations, like a settlement, which is an admission of guilt around him. And he sucks. Like, I can't take your promotion seriously if you have Tyrus there. So, oh, I still um, can't take it seriously. By the way, thanks to RK yeah. Shuttleworth, it was Jacob Fatu, and that's a big deal because, oh, Fatu yeah, is Fatu is, yeah, yeah, yeah probably alongside Hammerstone, their biggest investment. But that guy, I'm sure, will be WWE bound at some point for obvious reasons. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, who no, knows? There, there's a past there, and Sean's alluded to it multiple times, uh. In, on and off the paywall. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. With uh, with you know, I watched I watched some of that show from last night from NWA, buddy. They were doing. I did not. I was doing they, a watch along for New Japan. They were doing kayfabe coke, baby. Oh lord. <laughs> There's a video, very popular one going around. A minute and a half of of that segment. The show was not good. Um, I saw the <laughs> via Alex Pulowski and the Spinal Tap tweet. Um, I saw the Party City set that they had with their like tiny spooky stuff. But it's, there's some good talent there. Like that's that's kind of what bums me out is they've had some good talent um, working in the lower and the mid card, which was always what was so maddening about Tyrus. But yeah, and it, it, it feels like from what I saw yesterday and. I don't take anything seriously during spooky season because everybody's doing corny shit, but like they also should stay with the presentation that made them different of like, there aren't backstage segments where, Oh, how weird. There's a camera back here. Coincidentally, like they had their family feud set up where people would do promos on each side and it fucking worked. Like that stuff is really good when you get down to like the simple throwback eighties feel of things. Um, and that I would like to see them not abandon because that is something that makes them stand out a little bit. But um, they've had some some good talent in and out of there, man. It's just Billy Pumpkins. He's he's a character now. He has become. I a saw character that. Himself. That is. Uh, we got we choice. got some bits by the way. Over we're, for some reason tonight over on Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, we're popping off like that. Chat is suddenly everywhere. Uh, and my name is Ruin said hi. My name is Ruin said uh, I support women. So thank you for the bits. Thank you. I'm not ignoring <laughs> them because you saw the way they pop up on the screen. I don't see that they're bits. I just have to like figure out that they're bits because it doesn't like show me a super chat on this on the Streamyard gimmick tells me it's a super chat. Yes. Bits yeah. just kind of. Mm. I'll say this. If there's anything we're familiar with here at Fightful, it's bits. So we'll be able to pick those ones out, no problem. We're very, very familiar and committed to bits. So we will make sure that your chats are <laughs> are pulled up when you send in bits. <laughs> Thank you for forgiving me, Chad. Is, I appreciate is, it. Is this a, is this a bits thing? No. <laughs> is that no. The emojis? If if you see like letters and numbers in certain configurations, it's bits. I it's weird, man. It's weird. I am Okay, I'm an old lady anyway, but I am no more older than when it comes to Twitch. I'm like, Fair. what? Are, what are these? What are these? These bits? What are these emoticons? What am I? So, what I mean, am I doing with these uh, Twitch streams? I don't. I don't know shit. I mean, the bits of the fight. Why is there a giant hat on people's heads? Or no, that's TikTok has giant hats on people's heads, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't use TikTok. That is the old thing. I am. Is that I don't use TikTok. I know you do. Which now. is a shame because you are such a good dancer. That yes, I really feel like you would have gone viral at this point. Yeah, yeah. Me, me in the knockouts locker room would have really kicked it off. You're constantly twerking. <laughs> constantly. 
Jordan Grace found that tweet of her <laughs> that I took a screenshot. Oh, people saw this. Okay. And, and we'll talk about wrestling stuff in a minute. Did you see this? There was Jordan Grace backstage uh, at an impact show with, and, Trin. with Trinity. Yeah. And Trinity showing her the like the the do the hands thing so you can force them up on the back. And yeah, but it's Trinity just, like just goes backside first. It's amazing. <laughs> and I took a screenshot. I'm like, guys, the hard to kill build is really straight. <laughs> Somehow Jordan found it. And like, I don't know if somebody sent it to her. I don't know if somebody who liked it, it got into her algorithm or for you, but she got a hold of it. And I was just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And she made, she, she had a good time with it. So thank God for that. It just seems like a healthy environment back there. I don't know if they're just better at keeping their shit on lock or what, but like people don't really have complaints about it. And I know like Frankie Kazarian and Steve Macklin and a couple of the knockouts have like gone out of their way to say what a good environment it is. That's awesome. Like I love to, to hear that. That makes me happy. Yeah, man. CM Punk is well liked there. So clearly something going around there is well, happening. I don't think that should be the measuring stick of like how well calibrated a locker room is. I just want to show how low the bar is to happiness. Fair enough. That is very <laughs> fair. That is very fair. Everyone brings their dog except for Phil. That's right. For ACL right. punk. Oh. <laughs> His doggy ACL is broken. I know. Poor Larry. Poor Larry. Justice for Larry. That's fine. A-Steel is working there now, so everything's okay. That's I love everybody was like, he showed up at Bound for Glory. A-Steel's there. Oh, and meanwhile, Jeremy and I are just like, when's the Blackhawks opener? Oh, it's Bound for Glory. Uh, he can make it there in 15 minutes by car, but... <laughs> He's gonna go after the show. <laughs> you know, I will say with Punk and AEW too. I know it was during COVID, so different situation. But like, he had a feeling out process with them, and I'm sure he's not like in a rush to get into anything. But since we're talking about Impact, do you want to just talk about the fact that Will Osprey and Mike Bailey had one of the coolest matches ever? You know, it's gonna be even funnier when people hopefully see the Edward Edwards and Will Osprey match and say, "Oh shit, that was really good too." Bailey, speed. Listen, speedball can do nearly no wrong, and this was just proof of that. He, the the two of them had magic together. We all knew it was going to be a great match, but watching it live and then talking about it afterwards, man, that was highlight of the night. That was such a friggin' great match. It was like a. I know we've. Um... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Like, had a couple weeks off, so we're, <laughs> we can kind of go no, back to the the well a little bit. We can kind of go down a highlight reel. Our last show was before I, Wrestle Dream. <laughs> holy cow. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. Adam Copeland has since shown up and done stuff. <laughs> I had a job. It's been a long time. Um, I I don't know if I've seen, and part of it because I is when I started watching wrestling, I was paying attention to wrestling in a different way. But people that have been paying attention to the whole landscape for longer than me have kind of echoed the same thing of like, I just don't know if I've seen a run like Will Ospreay's on it ever. Like, and I I go back to the fact that it's not weekly episodic television that he's on and that that helps like everything feels like a really big event. But like from all the work he did in the G1, this match with Speedball, 
let's be real, Jericho was not looking great until that match with Osprey. He had a couple of rough outings. Um, like this run from Will Osprey, convenient for him too that we're in a free agency year for him. But like, I just am so impressed by what he's been doing on that. Like on another level thing, it's just been true all year. Like he on matches that are like less important or with not as great of opponents. And then you also see him showing out with someone like speedball. Like, I can't remember a run like this since I started watching and I've just, I think it's really, really cool. And I also feel like he's evolved a lot from obviously the aerial assassin stuff is still there, but like during COVID he was like, I'm going to put on 30 pounds of muscle. And then more recently, it feels like he really upped his promo game a lot. Like, I felt like the stuff he did with Speedball going into this was so much fun. Like, those kind of just, like, social media things that he was doing where he was, like, literally working on his house and calling Mike Bailey out but putting him over at the same time really well. Like, I I just think it's been cool to see him continue to push himself to do better at every aspect of this. It's been a a cool year for him. Two things. One... How come Will Osprey gets to put on 30 pounds of muscle during the pandemic and the rest of us put on 30 pounds? Dude, well, not wrestler. There were so many wrestlers who were like, I'm doing shots and push-ups, and that's what I'm doing my entire time. I was like, geez. Hashtag always ready. Sorry, Matt Cardona. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, I gotta so what you said about putting over speedball while cutting a promo. That's what you should be doing if you're a wrestler. That is that is what it's all about about you if you especially if you're a heel you make your opponent sound good so that and that, and that's something that i think gets lost a lot in wrestling these days is people are way too eager to you know talk shit and not put their opponent over and just be like we're gonna have a five-star classic and that's as that's the line that's what they're gonna go to but they don't put over their opponent and i love love when someone like will osprey does that someone else recently did that and i had to call them out and i forget who it is like call them out in a good way saying that they did and it, it honestly was probably eddie kingston but there have it, actually it probably was eddie kingston with the uh the jay lethal promo that everyone everyone and their mother talked about especially jay lethal's mother but on top of that I, like i know that there was the woman in the background the medic who was just kind of trying not to smile and laugh while she stood in the background awkwardly but like every eye on eddie was just perfect for that and that's that's what you want as a talent you want your you want your opponent to look good so that when you beat them, you look better. And if they beat you, they continue to look good, as good as you told them they are. I feel like it's prob- probably because Eddie's had two back-to-back, like, really just banger promos. Because what he did with an RA at the press conference, too, before yesterday's match was so good. Um, but I feel like I've been saying it with Eddie more than anyone. Like, the point of a promo is to promote a match, not to speak. And I feel like a lot of people forget that. And that let me put my opponent over in the process thing is so integral to actually promoting the match. Like it makes you buy into it. And when I saw that Osprey one, like him saying what's true about Mike Bailey of every time Impact's name comes up, everyone's like, you got to check out Speedball. But he doesn't really win the big one. Like he doesn't get the job done. And Will Ospreay saying, I've already beat you three times, so this is how I'm preparing for my match. I'm working on my house while watching you is just really, really good. And it it made me really happy that he did that because, one, it made the match more compelling. Two, 
he's not the one in that situation that needs to be driving that. Like, they have more to gain from Will Ospreay being there in that match with Mike Bailey. And he still did that, and he put out multiple ones. And, like, that's a really good example to independent wrestlers who, and I, like, I was talking about this the other day, and I didn't want to sound so generalized, but, like, independent wrestlers who complain that they're not getting anywhere fast enough, you have to go do shit like this. Like, Will Ospreay doesn't have to do shit like this, but he got to where he is because he does shit like this. And you need to be too. Like, I see so many independent wrestlers just retweeting a match graphic and not going out of their way to, like, actually build relationships and build momentum and build intrigue into matches that they're having. And it's it's so easy to me because you just... Everybody's got a cell phone with a video camera on it now. There's kind of no excuse, but... Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna call out Wes Barkley for this because he is someone who goes out of his way every match he's got. He just he films vignettes. He films promos, and he puts them out there, and he's got a green screen. He edits them. He does something silly with it, or he does something serious. Whatever the case is, him, he he does it. Wes Barkley is a guy who does that. Uh, and then uh, uh, someone else that I was just about to mention, I totally forgot because I was reading this comment about uh, <laughs> Flair in the 80s. And you know what? You know, I'm, there, no, don't throw tomatoes at this guy because it's true. Flair in no. the 80s did put over people all the time in his promos. Again, we, we're going to talk about the Ric Flair stuff in a second, but like, yeah, Flair in the 80s, like the, the Ric Flair he was, character and the Ric Flair that, that got that was in wrestling for the longest time was great, did great work, did a phenomenal job at his wrestling career. He just, he's not made for now and it's not not supposed to be there now. Yeah, he was pretty good, this Ric Flair. He was all right in the 80s. Uh, no, he's uh, a huge, uh, almost, like, forefather of that idea. Like, he's the guy, kind of, that I feel like did it better than anyone. Like, I don't know if there's a better face-heel dynamic than him and Dusty Rhodes. I mean, my God. Like, how do you have a more tailor-made wrestler that should be a heel, a more tailor-made wrestler that should be a face, and then the type of face and heel that they are facing off against each other. Like Dusty Flair too is one of my like most go-to matches to watch as a comfort match up there with like Ray and Eddie and a bunch of others because of that. Like Ric Flair was kind of the godfather of that exact thing. And it's very, very interesting to me um, that like, we're talking about that now because of what happened on Wednesday. But like, I feel like there are things I sound like such an old lady, but the like there ass. are, I, and I am, so it's fine. But like, there are things that should be standard that I feel like because social media has become kind of a crutch that people just don't do as much anymore. And sometimes like I'll get asked for advice from people and I tell them to act like social media doesn't exist. Cause like, how would you actually build stuff if social media didn't exist? use it as a resource, not as like the only thing that you have for you of like, Oh, the promoter put out a graphic. Independent wrestlers will sit there and complain that the graphic doesn't look good and then retweet it and then put no effort into making you care about their match. Like that's not your job. Um, that's not their job. Like go do something because like, how do you not understand that that also benefits you just as much? Like there's a lot of, misguided whining 
either, in my opinion. And I shouldn't be seeing you whine in general, right? Like that's a that's its own problem. So, <laughs> man, <laughs> um, yeah, the sting stuff. Do we want to go there? Or do we want to talk something else first? Uh, it's up to you. Oh, I don't even. Know. I mean, I was I was there on Wednesday, and you were. If Ryan's in the chat, he can attest to the fact that I was a How different about- fan before and after. <laughs> Let's um. <laughs> there you go. There's Ryan in the chat. Zach from Love Wrestling was shocked the other day when a wrestler set up a Dropbox of promo picks. Yeah. yeah, man. That's what you're supposed to do. Have your shit together. Put it all on a Google Drive. Send it to the people who do the work. Get Darius it. is like a gold standard in that, I feel like. Darius Carter? Yeah. yeah I feel he like is. he's always out there doing it the right way. Also, like, if you're a wrestler and you happen to be watching this for whatever reason, and you God don't have- love you. First of all, I don't know what you're doing tonight, but I hope you're having a good night. But second of all, it, like, come and join us on In the Weeds. Like, I know this is a bit of a, like, you know, we, but we, we bring wrestlers on all the time specifically because we want you to talk about your match and we want you to put yourself over a little bit. And it gives us an opportunity to ask questions and build to whatever you're doing. We had Cody Chun on the show this past week and he just had a match against Sonata this past weekend at defy he was in the main event people had barely any idea who this guy was unless they follow defy or follow you know northwest or southwest whatever like not vancouver uh there's seattle washington wrestling and like he's young and he's he's an upstart and i wanted him on the show and jeremy got him and he spoke very well. And that's this kind of stuff that we want to see. We want to have wrestlers that want to promote their matches, want to talk about the careers, want to talk about their aspirations. Join us on In the Weeds, but not Kate. No, I will not be there. No, unless busy for us. unless certain people show up for to get interviewed, and then I will intrusively show up on the stream whether you want me there or not. Yeah, and also we are undefeated. If you show up, you better be winning your matches because Mike Santana was on the show, and he won his matches. So uh, clearly, clearly we're doing well. Maybe you just said earlier that Alex Hammer still lost. He doesn't count. Okay. Does not count. We don't talk about him. Do you want to talk about New Japan Strong Fighting Spirit Unleashed? I was very much asleep at that point. I have seen some of the gifs. I have seen not much else other than Stephanie Vacher is going to have a title match at the, the next shows. Oh, but I did see that was a Lone Star shows. Um, but I did see the the high some of the high on stuff. And That's she, actually part of why I brought it up was she was on in the weeds and kind of called her shot with New Japan and yeah. voila, there she was. And she and Julia had a really like a standout match. Standout yeah. match. Gabe Kidd and Tom Lawler was super fun. The main event with Shingo and uh Tama was really fun, but like from a like people you're rooting for kind of standpoint, like Hyan is definitely one of them, but I I think she's gonna get some some eyes and some more bookings out of it because she's just been hustling man all year she's been in europe she's been all over america she showed up on roh but i just love that she kind of called her shot with new japan and got to got to do it and her and julia had a really really strong match and some people who were less familiar with her were kind of like either on my watch along or in my twitter feed being like no this was really good at one point she like speared julia out of her boots damn like it was really, really good, and it was just fun. It's fun when, with so much of New Japan Strong is kind of like how I feel about NXT or um, ROH, and, and to a lesser extent, Impact. Of like, you're almost just rooting for the performers to be able to grow and um, 
get some exposure and some reps and some cool matches under their feet and stuff like that. And that was the the case with Hyann and she did great. She really rose to the occasion and Julie is just the coolest motherfucker in wrestling. <laughs> I just wish she spoke more English. No, I, I agree with you though. I, I think that uh, she's someone that actually, I think that her lack of English adds to her mystique in such a positive way. Yes. And then you see the promos that she cuts in Japanese. And yes, most of the time you're reading, if you don't speak Japanese, then you're reading the, uh, the subtitles and it still works. And she is, she's the best stuff they've done with Shinsuke Nakamura. His entire time in WWE has had Japanese subtitles. Are you like, I love that? promos where they get to speak in their native tongue. Like it's, it's way better. I'm sorry, are you saying that you don't love Kick Him in the Dick Nakamura 2018? I, I don't. I'm more of a redeem these nuts gal than a Kick Him in the Dick gal, but uh, yeah, what a waste of a feud that was. You've got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> That's what you do with that feud. A bunch of low blows. Um, I, just, I just love that they did they didn't do the Kick Him in the Dick, but like the, they used the same blueprint for this run against seth rollins <laughs> and it was like they do one match they do the next and then they do the falls count not the fall the uh, last man standing that was what shinsuke did with aj styles in 2018 <laughs> it was the same shit that was- just made no sense with the booking <laughs> at all just no uh, sense with the booking at all but a refresh shinsuke is good but it was just like why did you tell this story if you weren't gonna have shinsuke win it was just such a weird direction to go but we were still in the weeds at that point that's all we were still in the weeds at that point and you can be in the weeds every monday wednesday and friday at 10 a.m eastern until noon on five full overbooked joel and kate at eight has now become a a (laughs) a promo tool for itw every monday wednesday anyway remember the time jeremy showed up and we just ended up talking about that for like a half hour we did yes that was good Uh, and again, like just when Sean shows up, he just shows up because he's in a hotel room in London at like two in the morning over there, oh watching naked and watching no, eggs. Yeah, watching naked attraction. Don't even get me started. Yeah, oh, believe me, I've seen enough of it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Speaking of seeing enough of it, let's talk about Ric Flair. <laughs> so you were there. I'm sure you've rewatched everything since then. Ric Flair was the gift to Sting. I will start with this. Sting is very happy. Sting is very clearly excited for this because Sting more than likely requested this. Sting is going to want a long-term story to go to the end of his career. And that's fine because I want Sting to be happy. It's his career. But man, Rick Blair fucking sucks. <laughs> just the everything about this goes bad once you realize what those tweets were a week ago from tony until now oh my god yeah so let's let's start with the utter hypocrisy of it all of hulk hogan's not allowed in my crowd uh, but you know he's gonna bring vince hogan mcmahon, in vince mcmahon uh all the the sexual misconduct shots that he took at him and like people also forget that Mike Tyson's a convicted rapist. They like just love to throw that out the window as if he, um, you know, because he gets high on a podcast and is silly. Like it is upsetting to me. It is frustrating to me. It is extremely hypocritical of me, uh, uh, to me, not of me. Um, 
when that shows up on my screen. And I get that Sting is happy and I get why it's a good business decision. I get all of these things. Some shit's bigger than wrestling. Predatory behavior is one of those things that's bigger than wrestling. Like I, I it's it's so nauseating to me. And like on top of that, he can't walk, talk, or wrestle anymore. So I don't have an interest in seeing it. Like, even if I was someone that could separate that. I have no nostalgic attachment to this guy. He sucks now. Thank God for Christian Cage. Um, best best babyface turn in decades. Yeah, I was like, that guy's a face in my eyes now. Sorry. Uh, but I I was having fun. It was kind of a weird episode of Dynamite all around. I felt like like I'm not I'm not forced for breaking into Hagman's house kind of stuff. I obviously was very happy about Danielson and Okada at the end. Um, I don't know what the hell this is. Like, I, I know what it is, but I don't know what made them think this is something that is passable to put on television. I well, guess. So there's that. It's not. It's really not. Um, Do you Draz think that- calling out the fact that Rick almost died in the ring. I know we reviewed it together, buddy. Oh God. You broke me that night. When you bro- you broke you that was the closest to a full-on rant that you've got on like that was the only one that i think i've witnessed with you because you're not a rancher but you know i i try to be very even keel and i it's funny i've spoken to, to multiple people about this offline about just my approach to podcasting or just like talking about wrestling in general i try to be very even keeled and i'm also very keenly interested in in the business side and the creative side that like the interpersonal stuff is interesting, but I don't hang my hat on that. That being said, I fucking lost my mind <laughs> watching that show and it having was, to talk about it made me insanely upset. It was the best. Um, no, there's no excuse. I see the the chat there. If I could time out you, I would have like, there's not an excuse for that. There's you have a convicted rapist on television that you went out of your way to put there for no reason. I don't want to hear anything about the nuance. And Ric Flair was not a stupid, regular, male-preferred partier. He groped someone, uh, an innocent woman on a plane who did not want to be touched. There's no fucking excuse to have people on my screen that did that when there is plenty of other wrestling, plenty of other wrestlers, plenty of other legends that they already have in the back that they could bring out. There's absolutely no reason or excuse. Wrestling is not that fucking important, especially when you're going to go out there and make shots at Vince about this stuff. Trash. Absolute trash. That Sorry. review you can you can find. You can find it. Uh Joel's rant I think got clipped. So if it back. did, it's on my no, you know it's unlisted on my YouTube. Maybe I'll post the rant later if y'all want it. But uh the full review is on Fightful. If you go if you go on YouTube.com slash Fightful, not now, not now, not now. Do it after after you watch this whole thing, uh, go there and just, just search Ric Flair's last match. And you know, it's there. And it's, yeah. uh, I will say that was the most uncomfortable I've ever been reviewing something. Cause I really was like, we might watch Ric Flair die. Like that was, I, I was so uncomfortable watching it. That was, and, that was the most uncomfortable I've been watching a match. And so I want to, I, I do want to bring up some of the chat being like the, what about isn't, you know, it. a lot of people went for the Hogan discourse immediately. We're just like, oh, you're not going to let Hogan in, but you're going to let Rick in. Well, you know what? 
everyone sucks. Like everyone sucks here. And in wrestling, there are a lot more people who do suck. And that is true. There are people in the AW locker room. There are people in the WWE locker room. There are people from years past that suck. And Rick told the story multiple times about how much he sucks in public. He said it on official WWE programming. He has said it on a vice documentary. Someone said he may have even told the story on the ESPN 30 for 30 that he did. Regardless, this story has been talked about for years to the point where when it was told and when it came out on the vice documentary, first of all, I said, Oh shit, it's the story time story again. And no one's going to talk about it now, but now because it's painted in a different light, they're going to, and they did. And that's when Tony was like, no, we're not going to bring him in at the time. Tony was going to bring in Ric Flair. And then they didn't. And now nothing's happened to Rick since then publicly. So they were okay with it. And Sting said, can we bring in, uh, this isn't me reporting. This is just me speculating. Sting probably said, can we bring in Rick? And Tony was probably like, I guess, or Sting was like, it would be very important to me if we bring in Rick, and here we are. I don't know, but he's there. He's there until March, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and whether that's weekly, God, I hope they pull back. We, You know what? It's fun. It's so much fun, Kate, that you and I didn't do any shows during the quarters discourse, because <laughs> I got my shit off for weeks, not a week, but for a good week. On, on in the weeds with Jeremy. I, I, I had very honest, honest conversations about it. That being said, the Ric Flair stuff ain't going to be for me. I understand its place. I don't accept its place, but I hear it's there. I. Oh, by the way, yes, they did animate the story. It was on an episode of Storytime, the Ric Flair. Yeah groping that and he said and again nobody said a thing at the time because they were just like oh ha, 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 animated rick flair story and then he told it on uh, he told it again on either the 30 for 30 or again on the whatever it was he told it in person without the animation on another show and people finally figured out oh shit this is bad and yeah yeah i said on icw someone had like a tweet with the side by side him telling the story and it's the same story just one's the animated version and one's the other it's yeah it's not good yeah, it also just, um, God, it's just, like, so unnecessary, right? Like, it's just how far you went out of your way to bring that guy on. Like, also just the, we have a massive gift for you thing. Like, all of it just is so weird and bizarre. No, that's the hyperbole of, of wrestling and AEW. Nothing is ever, first of all, nothing's ever. Here's the sexual enough. predator. Yes, well. It was either that or it was going to be healthcare. <laughs> or healthcare. God. Well, Sting keeps jumping off of shit. He's going to wish he had the healthcare instead. By the way, stop being a dickhead. Yes, it's reliable. Multiple people have agreed that Rick's there until March. So stop it. Yeah, no, we don't We do not do that. Um, not here. I would say, too, like, for the most part, I think Dave's reporting is reliable. I think some of the things that maybe he speculates on, he should be clearer about that. But um, Wrestling Observer, from what's reported, is generally pretty reliable, I would say. Um, I think the problem is a lot of people aggregate what he says on radio and assume yes. that that is being reported, as you were just saying. And as a result, people get a little weird. No. That's why Sean yells at you that this is reckless speculation when he recklessly yes. speculates on something. He is abundantly clear about it and to the point where it's silly now. Um, no, it's just like, you know, in the same week that 
I know it's been like scrubbed from the internet, so whatever, but like Sammy Callahan also has abuse allegations in his past and he's getting a look because people backstage are pulling for Sammy Callahan. But like it, it just, especially right now, it's, it, what do you, what do you need it for? Like, what do you, why are you going out of your way when there's so many great wrestlers that don't have these issues? Um, and I understand every locker room has them, but yeah, like we can all name them. They, bringing in Sabu was the worst. That one. was the thing. I almost said, don't have these problems yet, but I don't want to go there. Like Sabu. Sabu was also just like, okay, literally what the heck though? <laughs> like think- what, of all of the why, yeah, yeah. why Sabu? It was funny with Sabu as 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 frustrating as it was because it was like you're gonna bring in rob van dam at one point and i don't forget i don't sorry i don't remember why rob wasn't available or why they didn't have rob at the time but i mean they've since brought him in multiple times rob van dam maybe they couldn't get the pantera yet he was like i'm not going anywhere without my music i don't think they have that problem if phil anselmo is a very very quick call it'll be like (laughs) god damn you want to pay me for that shit let's go (laughs) <laughs> i'm on tour charlie what do you want to use a good with this rex yeah okay let's go that's that's basically what we get <laughs> he had to do his weird threesome angles and impact right god bless that man they weren't angles that was reality that was shot into a work walked into a shoot dude just knew how to do it all uh including work with taz's son anyway <laughs> but he's not- been great like think- i gotta say yeah you think he knows which show he's working when he shows up Absolutely not. I don't think so either. No way. <laughs> he just looks at the stage and just like, yeah, okay. All right. That's, yeah. No, he's just, God bless him. He can move better than most. Yeah, listen, are you expecting Rob Van Dam 1998? Nah, you shouldn't be. But you'll... but neither is he. That's my thing. His that's, RVD knows yes. that he's not the same guy he was in 1998. Yeah. So that's really refreshing. Oh. By the but... way, why aren't you sending in your super chats? Get in your, get in your super chats. Let's talk. Support Let's talk. women and get in your super chats. Oh my goodness. Where are we? Yeah, the the uh the flare stuff. It ain't for me. There you go. Look at this. Right away, our do it's just like super chat to support women. Thank you. Might be touchy, but I've asked other places and I've never gotten an answer. What's the issue with Sabu? Where do you want to start? <laughs> I'm gonna let you go ahead and quarterback that one, my friend. Oh god, I gotta honestly, I gotta look this up again. Uh, I know he used the N word and doubled down. That's yeah. the the biggest one that I'm aware of is when people were like, "You need to apologize for that." He was like, "No, I don't." Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, there was that. A lot of drugs. A lot of him doubling down on lies about trashing hotel rooms, which is less less than you know ideal but yeah it was dude i heard that man say on multiple occasions that he used to botch on purpose because he thought it looked realistic he's just a liar across the board i remember those <laughs> interviews those are great too he'd be like my well he would say that he wasn't smart enough to the business for a very long time which that i believe by the way sure. <laughs> a lot of wrestlers i believe that from back in the day but yeah he he, he dropped some dropped some letters dropped some 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 words that he should not be saying not great yeah someone asking you think ronda rousey's next honestly would not be surprised do not know i don't know if uh it's a fit 
hotel really, nobody is really a fit <laughs> until they show up in that place. But I mean, even just from like the, I mean, it's not, obviously they're not like doing house shows, but like they don't really do the the part timer thing all that much. And now they have seven hours of television. Her and Marina would be fun. It might get them women women's tag belts, like everything that she couldn't really get to do in, in WWE. Uh, but I don't see them. I I feel like Mercedes Monet is out there and Ronda Rousey is out there and they'll probably go for Mercedes Monet would be my guess. I don't think they would go for both. I don't even know if Mercedes wants to. But I that Triple H is back back involved. Like oh oh sorry, going to WWE. Sorry, I thought you meant AEW. That well, that's what I mean. Like I think Mercedes probably had a more likely shot of showing up in AEW and not wanting to go back to WWE. But I would imagine with Triple H being at the helm, things might look a little bit different. I got you. Um, but we'll see. I, they just announced Masha Slamovich is working wrestling revolver. So here's, here's like the big thing that people should probably know. Uh, Pro wrestling revolver is Sammy Callahan's baby. And Sammy doing backstage stuff with AEW, or at least having a tryout, whatever it is, he has access to a lot of talent. Masha is on the card. Cause Sammy spent a long time with impact. Like he's, he's connected. He's very well connected. So a lot of people can show up. Moxley's best friend is Sammy Callahan, at least in the business. So that that's really what I'm getting at. Ronda showing up, teaming up with, with Marina Shafir, who is a mainstay on one of the Ring of Honor or AEW shows, uh, is just further proof that like there's a there's a possibility that Ronda shows up in AEW. I don't think Mercedes is going to show up in AEW, at least not as a full-time contracted talent. I could see her doing a couple of shows as a New Japan contracted talent and then doing whatever else. I think, I think she's happier being a a new Japan talent or a stardom talent and being like working that world than coming to AEW where a lot of people are going to expect her to be like, I'm going to change the division when we've seen a lot of women come in, say that about AEW and 923 comes around. Yeah, and also that Pro Wrestling Revolver show, just to clarify too, that's a, a charity show, right? Yeah, uh, I, know, I don't know if it's a charity show. I just know that Rhonda is donating her proceeds to the to Maui or to, to Hawaii benefits. That's very cool. I, I know there's plenty of problems with her, but it's cool that she's doing that. Um, oh, Mox is also on that card. <laughs> yeah moxley's there swerve is there like it's it's pretty blown up it's pretty blown up oh no okay so she says all profits from ticket sales are going directly to the lahaina wildfires uh with venmo mutual aid okay so it's so it's both she the tickets are it's a charity show just like to calm the chat down because i'm going to start just time outing everybody I mean, they're not allegations against rick flair he's told the story like he thinks it's funny Yes, publicly, multiple times. Multiple times. They're not like there's no ambiguity around this. Yeah. Just just let it let it let it let it be, because it's true. And you can easily find these things in video and audio format. Him in animation. Me. They thought it, it was hysterical. They did. They did. Vince McMahon was just sitting in the truck being like, ah, god damn, we gotta show that. That's a that's a funny video. Huh? 
Birds of a feather. That's right. Well, my soul of a sense of super chat saying, happy to see you guys together again. Well, thank you. We're happy to be seen together again. Together I'm the Ring of Honor, Kate, but I've enjoyed what I've seen. Joel, I'll catch you on In the Weeds tomorrow. Well, we'll see you there too. How about that? Coming How up. about that? ROH is, is looking up. I'm hoping they do the right thing and have a lot of titles change hands at Final Battle. Because if they had the structure that they've had of recent with titles, I think it would be kind of back to where it, it needs to be, um, which is good. So things are cleaned up and moving forward. There's a lot of things that are more logical. feels like there's just more plans around stuff, but like ring of no belts is not a good product to watch. It's pretty boring. <laughs> Dude, I one thing I loved about Collision was that every jobber on the show was a Ring of Honor talent. Don't tell me, oh, he was Green Ant in Shikara. I don't give a shit. Tony doesn't own Shikara. Orange Orange Ant yeah. doesn't fucking work behind the hood. Just start using local talent for your squashes, please. Yeah, don't like squash. Well, you you know what? The boys all say that's okay because yeah, Dalton fine. and the boys like that that kind of translates. Um, Rhett Titus getting smooshed as fast as he did is not great. Um, Just fantastic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Joel versus Lore. Uh, <laughs> Ardu, it says, imagine a wrestling world without sex, pest, racists, and abusers. Wouldn't it be neat? It'd be very empty, but it would be quite neat. It, would, it would be, be just cool. like Brian Danielson and nobody else. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> be like three people and that's it <laughs> like it sucks that we had to sit here and laugh about the reality of it but man oh we laugh so we don't cry that's true i cry enough you know my kid has pink eye you know the- <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so, <laughs> i told the story on friday friday morning we kept him home from school he uh he threw up all over me before we went live so I had that first time in 18 months, that kid he just all over me. Oh, my no. beard, my shirt is not great. So I cleaned him up, got him changed. He was fine. He was freaked out that it happened because it's so rare. Um, and then, yeah, we, we went to a Halloween oh, party and I showed you the photo uh, of him in his little bear costume. And then I started looking around his eye. I'm like, why is his, his eyes getting a little like, Little, little pink around here and then i started seeing i was like oh shit i know what this is yikes my kid's got pink eye it's not bad he'll be okay uh but yeah it's just it's one thing after another for this poor kid poor buddy oh uh, he'll be fine anyway well she doesn't send a super chat saying aw has made a lot of decisions that made me less of a fan rick is the icing on the cake what's stopping them from bringing tessa blanchard if enough time has passed well tessa's currently in in xpw so that'll stop them but uh tessa signed to xpw i didn't even think they did contracts that's the most insane thing i've ever heard i mean honestly the thing that's stopping them is definitely roi for one like Tessa is a marquee name, but not not Ric Flair marquee. Like, I understand that from the business perspective. Two, I don't think Sting cares about Tessa Blanchard. And I think there was one person that might have wanted her there in Tully Blanchard, and he is no longer with AEW. Um, and they don't really seem to prioritize their women's wrestling, though that has been refreshed, I feel like. Um, but, yeah. I think the thing that's stopping them is who cares? <laughs> like there's, it's just, 
Tess is just not a big enough deal. She loves pizza, though. Well, so do you. Look at your shirt. That's true. Look at the shirt. Oh, no. Does that mean like... Oh, no. Are you a stan? Not at all. This is a Ben Tull shirt. Just putting it out there again. It's Benjamin Tull. She's also an active wrestler with a... Not that there's any excuse about it, but that was like 40 years ago or whatever with with Ric Flair. Tessa Blanchard very recently has a track record of blowing up her relationship with every promotion that she's worked in, including WOW, which was supposed to be a Tessa Blanchard rehab project, which she bullied her way out of and then cheated on her husband and they divorced. She does not have a good track record of being a good person. (laughs) Fine. She's nuclear. It's okay. God. Let's make a t-shirt that profits off of our racism. Yeehaw. Oh my goodness. Anyway, what else from Dynamite? You you said you liked Okada and Danielson. And um I think really the the comment that I made coming out of this week's show was was there too much that happened? And like I don't mean that necessarily as a bad thing. It's just I find it interesting that on AEW programming, some weeks it feels like one or two things. And then other weeks, it's like 500 things at once. And this felt like one of those weeks. Um, yeah, well, you were there. And and like I said, you've, you've since gone back and been able to watch p- bits and pieces of the whole thing. Uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you think overall with the... Well, just like the- poor Brian Danielson being in the ring with Okada twice and now walking away with two injuries. Let um, that be part of the, the, the lore, part of the bit that every time they step in the ring together, Danielson gets injured. If you watch that match, though, it feels like he either got injured very early in it or very, or it happened not in that match. It happened beforehand because the way they worked through it, it seemed like Danielson had a lot less exposure than he normally would have had. So it, something happened either earlier before from when I rewatched it because those exchanges were few and far between and i don't think people are like you know what you gotta keep brian danielson out of the ring he just can't hack it um but i will say that like with this danielson countdown it's so funny because there's you want all these dream matches right and a lot of them seem to be in japan you want okada and danielson to have a rematch zach saber jr and danielson is begging for a rematch he's called out the possibility of fighting Will Ospreay before, which gets a little easier in a few months, probably if Will Ospreay does come to AEW. TNA, um, TNA, TNA. I would love it. I'm, I want Will Ospreay everywhere. He's great. Uh, but I do, <laughs> it does suck. Like he's, poor dude has just gotten injured and it seems all freak accidents, like an orbital bone. It's such a weird one. Um, really routine move that led to the arm break, right? Um, just tough, just tough with with that because it's not like there's been all these like unsafe spots or anything. It's it's just hard hitting wrestling. So, so I think Sean had alluded to there was an injury, or there there was there has been an injury. It wasn't necessarily on dynamite, and that means to me that it may not have always been the orbital bone. So I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. And I'm sure when it comes out, it could be the arm again. Like, let's face it. Like Brian came back very quickly from the arm injury and I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell anyone how to do this because I can't I'm not, I'm not, you know, able to, uh, but if that's the case, then yeah, that kind of sucks. That's, that's just the reality of, of Daniel, uh, 
of Danielson coming back early, but also, you know, it, it led to a lot of positivity uh, and, and troop rallying when it came at a time that they needed it. If that's the case, then it sucks. It sucks that the arm is the issue again. We don't know. Uh, they're saying it's orbital, but I, I, unless he comes out in that Cody Rhodes mask, which I hope to God he does, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's a, an orbital bone issue. I think something else is there. I feel like they don't in AEW usually work injuries that way. Uh, and the orbital bone's a really weird one to choose if you're if you're faking one. So my my guess is it's really that because otherwise it's just a it's a weird choice because it also doesn't benefit you in a match like an arm does or a leg does. So that's kind of an interesting one. Like you're not going to be like, oh, sick, a rematch with Zack Sabre Jr. and he's going for the guy's orbital bone. That's an odd one. But you know how it is in AW. You you put on a you put on an eye patch and you just go to work. Well, that's true. A Daniel said eye patch made from vegan leather would be great. Perfect. That's the way it should go. <laughs> but, like, uh, but I'll put it like this. It, it's um, They said it's till the end of 2023. Well, we got like two months left. So yes. if he's out for just, if he's just taking a break just to, to deal with whatever the injury is that he'd already sustained, then it's two months. He can still be on camera potentially assuming we're not dealing with a surgery based injury, which for two months, that's not. You know, it's not likely to be a surgery-based injury. It could be a rehab and we're good, and then he can just go to the shows. Uh, and also, you know, January 4th is coming sooner than later, and it feels like coming back to do that match. That's kind of what's on the table for, for Danielson. I'm intrigued, too, because they kind of indicated Claudio versus Okada. So seeing him go through the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club to get to Wrestle Kingdom would be a very interesting possibility. Very, very interesting possibility. My guess is the ZSJ rematch is probably his, like, passing the torch. I'm no longer going to be doing this full-time thing. Um, Non-retirement, retirement-ish match. And then you can you could heat up Danielson and Will Ospreay in the blink of an eye if you wanted to. I don't think that needs, like, a story. It's just the best wrestler of all time versus the guy who had maybe the best single year of all time, right? So, um but it is, it just, it sucks. And it, what's crazy to me with Danielson is if you say he's your, in your top five for wrestler of the year, I can't argue with it. Cause it's just insane how between multi month long injuries, this guy has given us that MJF match was incredible. Um, Okada and Danielson for what it was and what they were up against was really strong. The strat match with Ricky, the Texas death match with Ricky, the technical brilliance that was the ZSJ match was phenomenal. Like he just keeps doing this so well. Um, what he did with Kyle Fletcher, even just, just ridiculous how valuable this guy is every time he's in the ring. Um, so hope he can stay there more. I don't want his before I'm a part-timer run to be him not being able to be a full timer because he keeps getting injured, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the injury is. Let's, uh, they said a couple super chats. Will Chisholm sent us uh, sent us a couple. Let's start with this one. I'm not a numbers guy, but I'm glad NXT is an almost all women's show. Bet AEW, uh, bet AEW who had Ric Flair with Tony Khan. Yes, I know I'm petty. I mean, you could be petty. And listen, NXT. I've, I've said this on other shows, and I know you sent the super chat or similar something to something like this before. Um, it feels like the. NXT shows are just, they're booked entirely differently from AEW as they should be. And 
again, it's not a it's not a comparison thing. And I wish people would stop trying to compare NXT to AEW because <laughs> well, they did it to themselves, though. Well, they did. They did. But it's it's very clearly after a year of not doing it or two years almost of not doing it. Like they're two different shows. They've changed. Yeah, I think the have changed incredibly over time. Yeah, I mean, you've got The Undertaker in NXT. You've got That's Cody right. Rhodes showing up in NXT. Yeah, John Cena in NXT, sure. and they like him there. That's bizarro world. That was very bizarre. Uh, but, like, I, I give that a fair comparison because they they did it to themselves. <laughs> but I would say ROH is probably supposed to be being used in the same way that NXT. That's, that'll probably be, I'm hoping, by the end of your year, your one-to-one comparison. Um, but, you know, again, they, they NXT does showcase a lot of their female talent. And I think that's They good. do an incredible job of that. They, yeah, they continue to do that. And it's really interesting to me that they continue to do that because oftentimes on main roster, at least for a long time, it was, you go up and you're lost in the shuffle because they weren't doing any programs that were outside of the title. Maybe one here and there, but we're starting to open that up a little bit. I, it seems that way. And uh, got 17 women being used on raw two weeks in a row. Yeah. But they're all in tag teams just hanging out together. So I'm okay with that. Cause we I have a tag team know. division though. Like my God, make it feel important. Tiffany but there's, Stratton and, Kiara, and Kiana James end up doing a tag team. And now there are people you could pair Tiffany with. That could be really fun. Yes. Um, Alex Pulaski suggested if, if Piper ever, he had around Halloween time, and I really liked this. Like, Piper should defect to the spooky Scottish witches with our favorite Isla Dawn and uh, <laughs> Alba Fire. And if you had Tiffany and Chelsea Green in a tag team, my God, like that could be a whole bunch of fun. Um, which, I, which I agree with because Tiffany is great at that piece of it, and she can also she's so good in in the ring. Um, but. Uh, but it is interesting to see the the tricky thing with NXT, and we talk about this most weeks, is of all the brands that we sit there and scrutinize to the highest level, it is funny that it's the one that has the least related mission, right? You're trying to develop talent to move on. It's still a TV product. It would be nice if it made sense on a regular basis. But the talent with the women's division is not the issue. It's when you have Roxanne's title reign go to waste because she had anxiety and now she can't win anything. It's uh, relatable, Kate. It's relatable. Yes, I too have lost everything because I have an anxiety disorder. So Thank fair you. enough. Um, and Tiffany Stratton, while I've I've loved the Becky reign, uh, you know, got, got really cut short. She really only had that series of matches with, with Thea Hale during her reign. I thought she was going to be like, we, we've said it here, like kind of more of a temple champion having a more substantive reign, lost to Becky twice, right? Uh, and now she's just like kind of feuding with Fallon Henley. And it's like, oh man, I, you want to be able to see with that many programs sustained momentum in that way. But it also kind of doesn't matter. It's just a matter of like, are you ever going to call anyone up? Because what is Braun Breaker still doing here? Creeds are getting a shot on the main roster, which is great, but they should have been called up six months ago. Like, what are what are we doing with some of these talents that have, they're developed. It's time for them to go. With Braun, my feeling is they wanted to see how he would do as a heel. 
they wanted to see what he would be like on the other side of the ledger. And, and that's been a very good experiment. And I think they've done a very good job at that. And again, and, and him and Carmelo having kind of similar tracks, they had to flip both of them to get there and give both a shot. So for me, that's kind of where my, my feeling is with calling them up. Yeah. Yeah. Von Wagner though. I I wholeheartedly agree with you about the heel piece of it because I think Braun works better as a heel. Yeah. And I think you do need to make sure that you have that footing before you call him up. Why is he feuding with Robert Stone? Give me the damn bands. <laughs> Yo, you guys want to talk about stuff that is so bad it's good? This is the shit right here. You no. You want to talk about Adam Cole going to Roderick Strong's house and that stuff sucking? This is like the best sucktitude stuff you get. I'm quitting the show. We do it once every eight weeks and I'm quitting. (laughs) Don't give me the damn fans. (laughs) That shit's great. It's so bad. The acting is terrible and you just have to watch it from that perspective. I'm going to table you. (laughs) I got a table with your name on it. <laughs> Remember that one random week on SmackDown where he showed up next to Adam Pearson and he was never seen again? Best debut ever. <laughs> Nobody even acknowledged him, but Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn looked at him like, yeah, anybody going to introduce this guy? Nope, just stood there. <laughs> like Nia Jax doing her intro, just looking around. <laughs> My God. Hey, chat, by the way, Tiffany Stratton, who would be her worst tag team partner? Just put it in the chat. I got to know. Who would be the worst possible tag team for Tiffy? Yes, yeah. They call her up and they just they just give her the worst you possible. Just said tag her team. name, <laughs> Nia Jax. Actually, no, it would work because the two would just like they play off each other really well. Because Nia Jax is good at playing like that girl, like the the Valley girl. She can do it. She can. I've seen it. Yeah, dude. You and I have very different definitions of what you are. <laughs> <laughs> like nine bags. Nah, dude, the, the big girl, little girl thing works in wrestling these days. Tiffy and Zoe would actually be very Yeah, if funny. somebody knows how to what they're doing in the Oh, I, I'm not talking about work. I don't give a shit about the work. <laughs> I care about the, the dynamic between the two. Naya this comeback has not been It's not been good, but that's just that's a virtue. I'm here. <laughs> to put this division on notice and to not engage my core when I yell, so my voice cracks a whole bunch. No thanks. They all uh, Tiffany and Charlotte, I think, would actually be really good. Yeah, that would actually go over well. Yeah, that that would do really well. No, Tiffany, Zoe, Stark. Zoe Stark is a bad choice. I love it. I'm trying to think. Tiffany, and, Tiffany Zoe- and Raquel would be bad. Oh, that'd be awful. Let's go. Tiffany and Raquel would be bad. Yes. That would be rough. I want to see. I want to see Tiffany and Nikki cross. That would work. Nikki would make it work. Yeah. Again, it's it, when you have the juxtaposition. Yeah, someone in the chat is like Nikki Cross. There you go. Uh, Nikki's was, good. Like yeah, they, they would, they would do well with that because Tiffany's great at uh, NXT. Such a weird environment, but she always manages to make her character react authentically in it. Um, she's she's really good. She's really, really good. She's developed so much over the past 18 months. It's ridiculous. She has. I'll give you one that would be really bad. Good in the ring, awful chemistry. Tiffany Stratton and Natalia. Yeah, that would be rough. It'd be too similar. That someone would be rough. Said, someone said Tiffany and Wade Barrett. 
That would rule. Are you kidding? I'd be oh, so in is, on that. I'm actually a fan of that one. Valhalla and Tiffany's track. No, it'd just be Tiffany. No, like, Tiffany is good with the you? like, what is wrong with you stuff? Like she crushes that. Yeah. She's so good with those. Like you're weird. Like she's great with that shit. Yeah, that's that that's good. It's just it's Tiffy, it's Tiffany and Fallon Henley playing Tiffany Stratton. That's the answer. Oh. That was good though. That segment was good. You have to give it to to, to Fallon. Fallon Henley did a good job with it. She but let's that. let's make it clear. There is one person that does a great Tiffany Stratton impression. She is on this stream right here, right now. Is she? Where is she? I'm right here. <laughs> Damn. Toodles. That's all you got. <laughs> I can say anything. I when Alex and I are insane on Tuesdays when he does a Ludwig Kaiser impression and I do Tiffany, it's my favorite because the Ludwig Kaiser impression takes so long to do because his voice. <laughs> I have to give a little old man the ring. Yeah. Hit her out. <laughs> He does a little Cheech and Chong in his voice when he does it, too. And it does. And it does. I'll give it to you. Hey, man. Anyway, uh, Will Chisholm also said to Super Sash saying, it's crazy how we grew up with four horsemen or four horse women. I'm wondering how the next five years will be. Well, uh, most of them are going to wrestle for five years. And some of them might decide to uh, take some time off. I would say there's another horsewoman and it's Fallon Henley because she's a horse girl. Stop it. Stop it. People are going to think you're making fun of her appearance. No, that's her. That's literally her gimmick. There it is. She's a horse girl whose parents owned a bar. Nope, we got it. Tiffany and Imperium. <laughs> Gunther is going to beat your ass. That'd be so great. He is the ring general. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just trying to teach her how to say it properly. <laughs> it's the up and at them all over. Gunther. Again. It's Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> Intercontinental champion, the Mad is Sacred. <laughs> when she tries to say it in Austria, the Mad is Helic. <laughs> oh, chat, you rule. That's great. So <sighs> Tiffany and G1 Miz. That see now that's a solid combination. No, because like Tiffany's like Maurice in that regard. It would just be fine. Like we we'd have fun with it. We're uh, I will say our schedule got a lot more sporadic after the G1, and I think it's because the bit started to fade. Yeah, and then so someone else made reference to it, and then we were like, "There's someone who doesn't watch the show." No, they stole it. They stole the bit, and we were like, "What is this garbage?" gimmick infringement bruh very upsetting <sighs> oh my god anyway uh, we're, we're we should talk about la night shouldn't we yeah yeah la night's gonna win the uh, world Heavyweight championship next week in uh, saudi arabia well no but what? but what if he does what if he does what, what if the shock was so amazing that people would just be all for it uh it's i mean it's not gonna happen but well, what if it does? Well, that would actually that would be great. But uh, they don't do anything of importance at Saudi Arabia shows, and they're definitely not having Roman lose not in the Royal Rumble to Mania stretch. 
probably at Mania. Um, but I will say one thing that has improved vastly under the Triple H era, again, is we've seen like a really good sustained push for LA Knight. And even though I don't love that it's pretty obvious he's going to lose, he's come out looking really good in this. Like their segments on SmackDown, I thought were great. Both of them have really good chemistry with each other. And Roman did a great job of making it seem like LA Knight legitimately got under his skin in the contract signing, which I thought was really good. Uh, And Paul Heyman's done a lot of work too around making LA Knight feel like the hottest thing in the world right now. He's just not world championship material. So I've, I've thought it was great. Like this has been a really refreshing program for him to be in because he just hasn't had anything to sink his teeth into. They were really taking for granted how over he's been without doing anything to capitalize on it. Don't love the fact that like the next move for him is to lose, but I think he'll probably be a mid-card title holder sooner than, than later by this time next year. I mean, most of us have already made peace with the idea that Logan Paul is going to walk away with the U S title and then LA Knight's going to win it from Logan Paul, which by the way, talking about a promo off, I think those two would have a lot of fun chemistry wise. Don't know. Would like to see it, but like, LA Knight and and Logan Paul, let's go. That's fine by me. I think that'd be a good time. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. I sure do. You don't want to see it at all? No. I don't. Logan Paul, whilst his athleticism is extremely impressive, especially for how new to this he is, I don't, I have not been, and I, I just don't like the dude, so I'm sure there's part of it that's that, but, like, he doesn't tell a story to me at all. Like, Everything that people were like, he's dropping truth bombs. And I'm like, what? Bombs by saying Roman hasn't been around? Is that a truth bomb? Like, there's been nothing that he's said. It is true, but I don't think it was like a huge revelation to anybody. It's, it's, it's It's an accurate bomb of observation. If they let LA Knight destroy him to the real life stuff, like if he's allowed to go into crypto scam guy or like <laughs> talking about five energy we had that guy it is it's, it's cameron grimes i love cameron grimes so do i pour one out for cameron grimes he's been on tv a little bit though he has they're finally figuring that out well vince you know left <laughs> yeah um so I don't know. I, I have no interest in Logan Paul whatsoever. I'm an in-ring storytelling gal. That's my favorite thing about wrestling. I think Logan Paul is not very good at that aspect. Um, though, admittedly, like he's phenomenal in the ring. If you let LA Knight at him and like let him at him in a real way, there's certainly something there that could that could be cool. I just don't want the Santos story to get derailed by this like that's my thing is santos escobar should be your mid-card title holder um and i'm i'm fearful that it's going to so my my general feeling is i first of all i agree with you and i said i said logan paul u.s champion not a big fan but then i kind of came around to it because i started seeing like the la Knight potential and there's that but again yes santos escobar deserves a lot of praise and a lot of opportunity. And he, he does great work, uh, continues to do great work. My you, my feeling is you can do a tag match between Santos and Rey Mysterio, maybe after Crown Jewel, and they take on Logan Paul, Dominic Mysterio, and we start sowing the seeds of 
Santos turning on Ray and leaving the LWO because where was Ray throughout all the LWO stuff? Ray was too busy, you know, ignoring everyone so he could watch Logan Paul on TV uh, and, you know, expect everyone to come to his aid and then have Santos try to move everyone over to the heel side while Ray goes back to Dominic and they do hopefully a hair, a hair versus mask match at WrestleMania, which is something I said at the last time they did it. I was like, sure. we'll do it next year and we'll just do hair versus mask because that kid's growing out his hair for that and it's perfect. Uh, and then Logan Paul gets involved because Logan has the U.S. championship and we start moving him away from, you know, from the Santos story, unfortunately. But hopefully first we do get Logan Paul versus Santos Escobar. I'd like that as much as I'd like to see Santos Escobar win the U.S. championship. I just feel like for the numbers sake, the rating sake, the social whatever sake, L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul just. It's it's gangbusters. Especially- if the end game is to get it to LA Knight, I think it makes way more sense yes. to have it be Logan Paul. If that end yeah. game is what's best for the US title, I think it's Santos Escobar. And to <laughs> Logan Paul's credit, I don't like the guy, but he has lost a lot of matches. Like he's and he should, but he's lost a lot of really big profile matches. So it's um it's tricky because he's not on weekly television enough to build up wins but at least they haven't had him just come in and win the title or whatever like that part of it is good yeah and and again this is why it feels like a foregone conclusion that this time logan paul gets the win takes the u.s championship ray winning it was just like get it off theory let's move on the awesome theory lord almighty was it ever yeah so it was it felt like a hot shot it felt like a whatever we did it uh but whatever that's what went that being said i want the logan paul and uh la night match to get set up via an episode of impulsive because they haven't done that yet they haven't set up or had a had some sort of angle play out via his podcast and his podcast gets numbers it does view worse him with that u.s title on the show is going to get people not necessarily tuning in but they're people are going to see the title on the desk at the, on the show and they're going to be like the hell is this and like make it curious for an episode or two or Have not. you asked Logan Paul to do a show on Fightful Overbooked? Uh, he does not seem to want to because Prime uh, will not sponsor uh, us. Have you asked? We're let's put it like this: we are we're closer to G Fuel sponsoring our channel than we are <laughs> Prime. I I just feel like you know maybe if you ask though nicely, Logan Paul I'm sure would do a Fightful Overbooked. Sean would not be like you should put that on the main at all. Uh, he would be like, no, that seems like a good anchor for a fight over book. So I'm just saying, uh, live up to the old Cody adage and, and do the work. But do you know how many followers Logan Paul has on Twitter? How many millions and millions does he have? 6.9. I mean, I don't like him, but I can't deny that that's nice. It is nice. But yeah, nice. He, I can't DM him. So I'm sorry. I'll have to send him a something i don't know just, just tweet it on the main like we do hey logan paul <laughs> would you like to do a show on Fightful Overbooked? i am that asshole i would do it you yeah. do it all the time i've done it it's true i asked brian daniels and if he wants to uh join the roh review several times and he has yet to respond so i'll yeah. usually be like if you don't respond that means yes <laughs> let me send you the link real quick it's legally binding <laughs> we did that one to rj city and he replied with you know you have to go through awpr <laughs> and joe he said joe knows that too he he knows my 
name. <laughs> like he knows who I am. We've done interviews, RJ. We know. I saw you on the Indies, you dick. That rules. Joe Pearl. I hate you, I hate you RJ City, so much. Joe Pear. Anyway, uh, let's hit up a super chat. I think the call-up system got messed up when Vince got back in the weeds, and we know Vince didn't watch NXT. This is 2.0. Outside of NXT 2.0, when Vince made all women dress sexy, I don't know if that was directly a Vince call, but it was certainly influenced. Uh, I meant the next five years of the NXT crop of women. Where do we see them? I mean, we're seeing them now. A lot of them are are finding success in this developmental system, but not all of them are going to stick around. Not all of them are going to be here forever, but there are certain standout talent that are going to keep evolving and keep growing. But it will come down to like how many of them get called up and how many of them make it through that next step. But uh, a lot of them are, think, are solid right now. Yeah, you you saw it with Roxanne. You've seen it with Tiffany. Uh, Lyra, I think, is probably the the most pleasant surprise of, of that. I think people have been kind of like had Roxanne pegged when she came in. And Tiffany's growth was so astronomical that you saw that right away. Lyra was great when she came in. But she kind of came in with like the weird feathers gimmick. And I don't know if anybody knew she like her her adapting has been a really really nice surprise Gigi Dolan will probably stick around she doesn't need to um like be in developmental that much longer she knows what she's doing so there's a really good crop of of gals there um Sol Ruka's injured right now but she was really making some headway Nikita Lyons exists uh (laughs) you know but it's there they do a great job they do a great job with the women's talent and look at the the current roster you had the four horsewomen you had Rhea you had Bianca is like their their I was gonna say crown jewel <laughs> yeah <laughs> their yes, prize yes. child mm-hmm. because she's really the only soup to nut success story that they've had I think Braun Breaker will be the second one um you but there's argue, you could argue with Bliss at one point oh yeah I, I do forget about her I always forget about her um but I I think uh, th- they get a lot of reps and a lot of screen time, and they all start with insane characters, but a lot of them have found a way to to get to something kind of more consistent and normal. So um, good good for them. Yeah. And, and again, look at the uh, the breakout tournament right now. Kalani Jordan was signed during the uh, Tennessee uh, the, the Tennessee tryouts at SummerSlam last year. And Did you know at- her and Carmelo are. Oh yeah, is that thing? Yeah, we're gonna we can gossip because it's overbooked. Oh my god, let's talk about it because there are so oh many watching right now. And leave a thumbs up by the TMZ. way. TMZ. That's TMZ. We it's QTV, but nobody's watching. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of like QTV. Yeah, I was gonna say they're yeah. not they're not doing weekly shows. I mean, in, in fairness, uh, he defends his title about as much as I do. More so. You take that back Did right you now. you see the collision promo? He said he's going to be defending it against the great luchadors of AEW. God bless CMLL and AAA being like, yeah, y'all can work with AEW as long as you don't put our talent together on screen. Petty, Thanks. and I like it. <laughs> um, anyway. That's Rocky, baby. Rocky Romero. Good on Our Rocky, retired wrestler Rocky Romero. <laughs> He'll never retire. Never. 
Never. <laughs> Except for in WWE documentaries where he already is. Right. Well, we just, listen, we always just move past that, okay? If it's on .com, it doesn't exist. The funniest. Oh, man. All right. Will Chisholm sent a very generous super chat. Let's get it. I think the long-term plan for Seth Rollins and the backstory, like the backstory line, to drop the title to Gunter killing him with the powerbomb, with Gunter dropping the Intercontinental Championship to Chad Gable at the Rumble, and then Gunter winning the Rumble later that night. I... Okay, I don't. I do not think that Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble. I think from the one spot this time. I think Cody is more likely to win the Elimination Chamber in Australia. That's a huge... oh man, we were calling it Elimination Chamber because it was Montreal last year. What do we call it in Australia? Uh, we we call it the Wallaby, the Wallaby Room, <laughs> mate. Mate, elimination, mate, Elim- <laughs> eliminate, eliminate, <laughs> <laughs> elimination chain, mate. Oi, I say, I say, I say. Oh my god, I don't know what we call it this year. You, you y'all, y'all, Duke Hudson's it. gonna win it. He's like their only signed <laughs> Australian male talent. No, yeah, no, there's got to be one more with that obnoxious accent. Sorry. With not dudes, we got some gals. It's true. You've got Indy. You've got Rhea. I'm missing one. There's a lot of awful ones, but anyway, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Alex Pulaski's here. He's gonna yell at you. Yeah, this feels like a thing. <laughs> I just saw it pop up on. Uh, on the I'm I'm hopping on to select with him after. No, you're not. Does he want to hop on here? Is this a thing we're oh. doing now? I mean, we Is had it? a we had a fifty dollar. Super chat. We weren't going to ignore that. Hi. Hi, Alex. You, you call it the elimination <laughs> chamber. <laughs> yeah, but like, do we? I, I mean, love that he literally popped on just for that. <laughs> Seems bad. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's the brawl in the Bobby. Brawl <laughs> in the Bobby. Oh, God. You hear a dingo eating your baby, and that's the nice chamber. It'll be the Steve Irwin uh, Memorial Battle Royal. No, <laughs> the Grayson Waller thing. Yeah, there you go, Grayson Waller. Grayson, the <laughs> Grayson Waller is the other Australian. There you go. There's the other male. He's yeah. the guy who's going to win. Win big. He'll win the Intercontinental Championship off of Gunter. But let well, because you got to go do your thing with Alex, I guess. Right, when are you doing that? Ten. Yeah, when we're done here. Oh, okay, well, so like three hours from now. Um, <laughs> I said we usually go an hour and a half on this. We're about an hour and a half. Yeah, why did you lie to him? Because we usually do about an hour and a half on here. Let's do three hours if people keep giving us I generous just did super three chats. three and a half hours yesterday. But I, I actually agree with the first half of this plan. I think it's going to be Chad Gable, um, which I like a lot. I love that everybody's coming after Gunther right now. But I think Chad Gable's the guy to dethrone it. Where gunther goes after that is interesting because i think they're probably it's gonna be the rock and cody or it'll be roman and cody on night two is that what we're feeling like it feels like it's gonna be definitely cody and roman at night two in the main event of wrestlemania and cody winning is how i feel yeah whether they do the rock and roman at night one i think kind of is the remains to be seen aspect but i feel like I don't think Rock's coming. I just don't. That was a really dumb move then for them to have him hint that he was going to. Yeah, well, that's kind of what The Rock does. He shows up and 
stirs it up and then the rumble comes and goes and people like us like we talk about it happening but then most people i think have just kind of moved past in and out no one remembers after anything after three weeks vince mcmahon said <laughs> i frequently co-host with alex Polowski. he remembers I, everything <laughs> i know it's a blessing and a curse that's how washington got a job in AEW by literally remembering everything i'll, I'll drop you a little a little will interaction news i saw oh, him no. The day before his birthday. No, it's all good stuff. It was actually very funny. Um, I got to see him at AEW. And somebody stopped him and was like, you went to an NXT show with my friend. And he was my friend Gary. And Will thinks about it for a second and goes, 2019? <laughs> Bro, I can't remember what I was wearing earlier today. Thought about it for like a minute. Oh, just the first name Gary? Yeah, 2019? Unreal. Unreal. So good to see him the day before his birthday. I have weird... I have... First of all, I'm watching Scott Damore dance in the middle of an impact ring right now, and I'm very scared. Uh, it's, it's Still better than Billy Corgan being a character, but it's fine. That's true. They, they had a big dance party in the ring, apparently, after the impact uh, tour. They're very it's happy. It's fun. They do. We're going to go with December. You're going to come and hang out with us. We're going to go to. I might. If that Let's coincides go. with my upstate New York days, I definitely will because I'll be halfway to Toronto by then. <laughs> it's December 11th, I think, is the show. It's the Friday. Okay. Interesting. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll twerk. We'll twerk. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's twerking. It's, anyway, sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? Twerking? Well, we can, I guess, kind of close off with. Uh, well, we have a couple With more. Max and Kenny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the general feeling is. I don't think The Rock's coming back. Where do you think Gunther goes? I think Gunther and Seth for the championship or whoever. It's Gunther and Seth for the world title is a good night one strong wrestling match that people often like on night one. You could do that. Do you think it'll be Damian Priest by that point? That's the thing. I Does don't he cash know. cash in and lose? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gunther know. winning the Rumble then, as this chat predicted. I wouldn't mind Gunther winning the Rumble. I don't think Cody's winning the Rumble. I do think Cody's going to win the Elimination Chamber because we did the Rumble already and because the Chamber is going to be in Australia in a massive venue. It's going to be a moment. Like the pyro going, just just the just the moment is enough for me. Uh, the only thing is then the moment at WrestleMania has to look bigger. Yes. They'll find a way. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, all right. Let's talk about it. Caden says Kenny should have won. Kind of tired of Max, to be honest. <sighs> I liked the match on Saturday. It was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> and talk about tomorrow on In the Weeds with Jeremy Lambert. There were a lot of things I liked. The three-day build, quote-unquote. Yeah, I get it. I get the discourse. Uh, oh my I God, if I have to hear any more of this dumb shit, I'm going to throw my computer out the window. Yep, this guy's been whispering the name, the amount of days left until the record is broken in this man's ear for like three weeks and everyone's like, where's the build? Yeah. So are you kidding me? That part, that part I'm just like, okay, whatever. Y'all either didn't pay attention. I understand this. This is the one piece of criticism from that argument that I understand. I'm not a fan of having to do extra homework to get the story out. So like the BTE appearance, I understand that, but then they brought it back and they put it on the TV shows and then it was fine for me. So I'll leave it at that with the, the three-day build bullshit. Um, it is what it is. 
What I really, 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 really do not like is how the hell do you put the belt on the line when you don't have the damn belt? Because that is the laziest friggin' thing you've got going on for a world title build. Ha <laughs> ha, I got your belt. Hey, if Tony Khan is bringing in Ric Flair and doing all these big things backstage, big announcements and everything, why doesn't he stop Jay White from entering the arena and just being like, hey, give me the belt back or you're fired? And then Jay says, all right, my bad. And then guess what? He's not fired, but he can still be a menace. And he gets his belt back. MJF gets his belt back. Because that's the Bang Bang belt. Well, that's fine. It could be. And by the way, being rechristened the Bang Bang belt was perfect. But that being said, I very strongly dislike a championship online when there's no physical championship to put on the line. Because if Kenny had won, what friggin' championship would he be holding right now? The IWGP <laughs> belt from Sonata. <laughs> Probably. He'd go all the way back to Seattle. Still, he Seattle. hired evil to kidnap it. And give he it is to very him. good at that. Is evil, but anyway, oh. the match itself between Max and Kenny was very strong, Brilliant. very good. I like that they did a finish. What did you think? I loved it, and I it just cracks me up when people are like, "AEW is not drawing live, and Collision's ratings suck." And they're like, "How about this match?" And then they're like, you can't give that away from, on free TV. I'm like, what the hell do you want to do? It was literally the anniversary of the days, um, which is awesome. And it was an incredible match. I thought it was a very, very, can't <laughs> say a really good AWA championship match. Well, goddamn Jordan Sully here with Jill, good old Jim Ross and it's the AWA championship on the line. Yeah. Dear Lord. Um, promotions lives again. I know AWA is not Jim Cock promotions. My point is old companies no it was mjf kenny mid-south belt really <laughs> that it's wrestling like, society x title is Ma- uh, Max, the- Max wouldn't have been allowed in the south back then anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh that true. <laughs> womp womp uh match was brilliant i can't wait to you're going to talk about it tomorrow and i'm going to talk about it with alex so we don't have to like go too much in depth on it but i just thought it was fantastic i i have really enjoyed the amount of value that Kenny has been providing in this story arc where he is losing continually, like losses mattering is important. And if you win against Kenny Omega, it means a lot. So this adds intrigue into where Kenny's head's at as someone that's on my screen, but it's a very, very productive use of his in-ring time to um, make these losses matter. Cause he's, he's the best bout machine. Um, and Max, like, Whatever, if the promos aren't for you, fine. But bell to bell, dude. Like, that guy is, as far as, like, a, an American pro wrestler, that guy is the epitome of an American-style pro wrestling match, in, in my opinion. Like, it is incredible how much he gets crowd buy-in. And is, he's just a baby face now. It's better than Cody's baby face run. He can do it without getting fake injured every two minutes. Um, how dare you? My God, I can't with the Cody stuff. My God, his ankle is shattered. My God, he's run off eight men with his shattered ankle. Like, God, run a different playbook ever with this guy. I love Cody. This is is AWA 80s adversity, just like Daddy wanted. It's literally the same story three times in a row. It is garbage and lazy. Um, Should come back with a mask and call himself the Cody Rider, the Rhodes Rider. (laughs) The Rhodes Warrior. The Rhodes Warrior. There it is. <laughs> End the show. We're done. We're good. Not getting better than the Rhodes Warrior. No, it's over. Um, 
<laughs> but sincerely, if you to hear an, an entire arena pop at him gesturing that he's going to do a kangaroo kick is an insane level of I've got this crowd through my storytelling ability alone um, that I just this is what he does best. This is really, really, really great. And uh, when he people turns- are talking about the flop too. Like my God. Uh, By the way, when when Max turns back, he is going to use all of that against the crowds, and it's going to be great. Hundred percent. He's going to be like, I got you thinking that a kangaroo kick was something. I got you thinking a double clothesline was worthwhile. These are all stupid wrestling moves, and you're all stupid idiots. And now, end. everyone coming for Max when he's most vulnerable because he doesn't have Adam Cole. Perfect. Perfect storytelling with that. I loved yeah. it. Although I, I'm kinda, I think it's been great. I'm kind of nervous that Max is going to go out through the crowd at Nassau Coliseum on December 30th, blow a kiss, and just run out through the crowd having retained the title and say, I'm out of here. See you. Bye. I have my theories. Um, we'll share them in a month when we're back on the Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know if he leaves as champion. Uh, at full gear? No, at uh, at this December pay per view that's in his hometown, at World's End. Yeah, okay. which I keep calling Worlds Collide, which is basically what it is. Yeah, it's another. Well, new- no, Forbidden Door is Worlds Collide. Well, no, Wrestle Dream is Worlds Collide. <laughs> They're all Worlds Collide, Kate. You just have to get the worlds together. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I will give my thoughts on Max tomorrow because uh, Jeremy and I have talked about it so much with, with his interpretation of wrestling and his interpretation of, of, of his um, Jewish uh, character, his just Jewish character, I guess, in wrestling. Being a Jewish uh, man. Yeah. Like being a Jewish man in wrestling. And, and I have, I have thoughts on how a lot of this has played out. I've talked about it on in the weeds. So I will continue talking about it tomorrow on in the weeds. There are certain things that I just, don't love when it comes to it. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. So Kate, in the interest of time, let's not tell people where SmackDown airs tomorrow night <laughs> or on Friday nights or ever again. Never tell anybody where television is on. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Don't it's ever mystery. tell anybody when the show airs. That's the takeaway here. That's right. Uh, but tell everyone about this, this channel. And while you're leaving a thumbs up, subscribe here at Fightful Overbooked. Because Kate and I sometimes show up here and talk about wrestling on Sunday nights. Yeah, we're the draw. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbook. Sincerely, there's so much great uh, content that comes out on here. Haley and Kylie, the OGs, the absolute best. Bread Club, I'm always putting over because I got so back into New Japan this year. and They were a big part of why. They helped hook me back in um, when I was very lost after COVID and the evil title reign. I was not into New Japan. They helped pull me back in. Um, really, really good stuff here on Fightful Overbooked. You can also catch me on Fightful Proper on uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday with your NXT, ROH, and SmackDown reviews. Fightful Select on Mondays, the Mark Order podcast on Wednesdays, and also up in content on my own YouTube channel, at Miss Kate Fabe. If you didn't check it, you clearly don't follow me because I've been pushing the hell out of it, but I had so much fun with Bad Dude Tito running down who the baddest dudes on the card were for New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed, that guy committed to the bit so hard. He really, really thought about who was the better dude. 
um, did a watch along for that pay-per-view and have been doing this week in wrestling as well, which is just a recap show with just me. So please support me over there. It's, uh, we're creeping closer to monetization every day. So appreciate you guys. Yes, please get on Kate's uh, content. And I don't have heat with Sean for it, by the way. Why not? You should have heat with Sean. Every Somebody time. messaged me, does Sean have heat with me for doing my own content? And I was like, no. I was like, hey, I'm looking for subscribers. And he was like one of the first people to retweet it. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, you know, Denise has all of the content, right? And it's still here. It's Denise doesn't odd. work for us. <laughs> Remember, I, she's in the byline, but she's getting more of 2024, baby. You guys subscribe to my own stuff. I'm out of here at Fightful, please. They gave me a channel, and now they're never looking back. That's right. So, as a, as a punishment for doing my own work, I'm only on Fightful seven times this week. <laughs> as it should be. Go subscribe to Miss Kate Fabe over on YouTube. Okay, do that. And uh, I'm back tomorrow morning with Jeremy Lambert. I got to put that stream together because I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure I'll figure it out between now and 10 a.m. Well, uh, probably professional wrestling and the events that happened over the past of the course course of the past week. It's going to be an NWA Sam Focus San Juan Puerto Rico, whatever the name of that show was. Pay per view <laughs> review. <laughs> San Sam High. That is in the weeds. That is, in, that the is in the weeds. <laughs> Two hours of that. But we got some great guests coming this week, so uh, we'll see you on in the weeds. 10 a.m until noon eastern monday wednesday and friday uh and of course impact post show yada yada y'all know where to find me i'm actual pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we will see you in the next one cheers what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.